This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hey, everybody. It's Norbert Joost, and welcome to Executive Job Search Secret Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about the differences between going to a third-party training organization like a medical sales college versus just going out and getting direct outside business-to-business selling experience and what the benefits are of each. We all know most executive level positions are not posted or advertised. So the big question is this, if those 100K plus jobs are not posted or advertised, how do you go about your job search in a way so you can find the right companies, connect with the right people, and land your next ideal opportunity as quickly as possible and without compromise? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Chris Kirkpatrick, and welcome to Executive Job Search Secrets. So first, let's talk about Medical Sales College uh, specifically. There are other third-party training uh, organizations that exist, but that is the main one that most people in today's day and age are actually attending. And so what I'll tell you about Medical Sales College is that Um, It seems to be a a really good organization with some really good training that takes place. Um, It takes quite an investment financially in order to participate in their program. And, you know, determining whether or not uh, the return on investment is there is something that we're going to discuss today. And so um, the thing about Medical Sales College is that they are looking to take the amount of time that it takes for you to get up and running, hitting the ground running for your specific company that you go to work for and cut that down in a fraction of the amount of time to prepare you to hit the ground running so when XYZ company hires you, you're not out there um, you know, taking six to nine months to learn the business on how to um, you know, get started and get the most amount of business quickly. I can speak from my own personal experience. I used to work for a company called Synthi Spine. I had outside business to business sales experience, but I had no clinical background whatsoever. So when I was hired at Synthi Spine, my particular manager was looking for somebody that had sales experience, somebody that you know knew how to run a territory, knew the pressures of a quota, knew how to build relationships, but I had no specific spine, surgical, clinical experience. And this particular manager and this particular organization felt like that was something that they could teach and train much easier than teaching the selling aspect of the business. So the you know, be all end all answer uh, is, is murky. There is no black and white. There is no, this is the route, this is the direction that you should take. You know, what I'm here to do today is to help you set the expectations based upon whichever route it is that you choose to take, right? So essentially with a medical sales college, you know, it costs several thousand dollars. Um, It will run for several weeks up to, they have a 12 week program. And you need to understand before you make that investment, what are your expectations going into it? What are your expectations coming out of it? Do you expect to get a job coming from that? And you know, maybe you should actually look at taking a, a job in sales initially first. 
So if you actually look at a medical sales college and you look at their website and their statistics, I mean, they have a very high percentage of placement rate with their candidates. I wanna say it's like 80% of their candidates end up landing a job within some type of medical device organization. 3% of their candidates are currently looking for uh, some type of position based upon their statistics. However, there was like 16% or 19% or something like that that actually decided for whatever reason to no longer actually participate in this industry at all. And it could have been, you know, for varying reasons, it, it could be that they actually just didn't respond to the poll and so therefore they moved them out. But let's say conservatively of that 16 or 19%, let's say 10% of them probably decided that this was not the career for them. And the question you need to ask yourself is, when is the time for you to get the information to make that decision? Is it after you've spent thousands of dollars going through that? Or are you okay with going through all that sales training, spending the thousands of dollars, and then at that time determining, mm, this probably isn't the career or profession for me, okay? And so, on the flip side of the, the, the coin is taking a job in just outside business to business sales to get your, your, your teeth cut um, on sales and what sales means and what um, getting told no is. You know, again, I've mentioned this before, I do not have a crystal ball, nobody does, right? And so I'm strictly speaking to you from a statistical percentage. From my personal experience of being in and around this industry for 27 years, placing strictly medical device candidates in some high-level pharmaceutical for the last 14 years, what has been my experience? Most sales managers want sales experience. And again, that's not all. That's not saying that you have to have sales experience. I'm strictly talking statistically speaking, chances are that most sales managers would prefer for you to have some type of sales experience versus having that medical sales college background, okay? So the question you need to ask yourself is, let's say on average it costs for the 12 week orthopedic course $14,000, okay? And maybe you've already been out in outside sales and you have applied to get into, you, so you know you like sales, you've applied to get a job in medical device sales, and you've hit a brick wall. You've had a very difficult time getting in and finding that um, you know, ideal position that you're looking for. And so maybe that's the one thing that can take you over the edge, that additional clinical experience, sales training, so that when that company hires you, you know about, the three feet surgical barrier that you cannot break. You know about you know, uh, clinical terms and anatomy and all that kind of stuff that surgeons are looking for from their rep when you get in. And maybe that's the one thing that helps you bridge that gap and get over the hump and get that medical sales job. And so in that case, you go in with that expectation and know that you know that's probably an acceptable um, decision for you to make. On the flip side, if you're coming out of college directly and you're like, hey, listen, I'm gonna go get a job 
um, or in medical sales college after I graduate from college, go to medical sales college, and I'm just gonna land this you know, great medical device position, that may not be the case. So from my experience, most people that get hired at medical sales college are getting hired into associate sales rep, rep roles. And again, that's not always, but for the most part, from the experiences I've had with candidates, you're getting hired into an associate sales rep position. And that's a great way to break into orthopedic sales. I mean, it's a phenomenal way. You don't have the pressure of a sales quota typically. You are learning alongside an experienced veteran rep who's been there, who's gone through it, and they're you know holding your hand and walking you through the process. You don't have the pressure of the doctors having high expectations for you. You can build that rapport, learn how to talk to doctors, what their expectations are and so forth. So starting off as an associate sales rep is a great way to get in the business. However, what you need to understand is what kind of money are you going to make? You know, you shouldn't go in with these grandiose expectations that, hey, I'm gonna get a job in medical sales, everybody makes $150,000, $200,000, man, this is my dream job, et cetera. That takes some time to get there. And starting off as an associate sales rep, you know, I've seen them as low as $25,000, $30,000 without any benefits. You have to pay your benefits yourself. It's great experience, but I've seen it up to, you know, say Striker, they might pay their associates 65K base, give you a company car, all that kind of stuff. Fresh out of college, making $65,000 with a company car. Hey, that's, you know, in most people's mind, that is a great um, first job out of college. However, once you get that position, you need to have the understanding that more than likely, you know, the only way you move up within that organization is in that territory is somebody dies, somebody quits. Um, you know, typically in order to move up, you either need to move into a different territory or you need to switch companies and go to a different organization. And myself in 14 years of recruiting, I loved searching for associate sales reps. I mean, because you have the surgical sales experience, you have the training, and so, and I know you weren't making a great deal of money. So when I had that medical sales full-blown territory rep position that was say $120,000 a year, you were a perfect target for me to go out and find, to place into that next position, that next step up in your career. So as long as you're going in, understanding that you're maybe gonna have to start and most likely gonna have to start as an associate sales rep, and let's say on average around a $50,000 a year or maybe $40,000 a year uh, income, that's great. I just don't want you going to medical sales college and thinking that, hey, I'm gonna come out of there and I'm gonna land this grandiose medical device rep, I'm gonna be an orthopedic total joint rep, and I'm gonna make it $350,000 a year. It's not gonna happen. And so the other thing I wanna cover is, again, all of the hiring is typically done based upon uh, past experiences from a manager, personal experiences from a manager, uh, and they set the tone for what they're looking for. So one manager might 100% absolutely want clinical sales background. 
that they've hired people who have outside business to business sales experience, but don't have the clinical sales experience. And their experience has been that somebody with clinical sales experience has a tendency to do much better than somebody who just has sales experience. So for that type of manager, going to a medical sales college makes a lot of sense. However, I will tell you, again, from my experience and most of the recruiters that I know who've spent 20, 30 years in the industry, that's atypical. Most managers want sales experience. So let me talk to you about a scenario. I have a candidate that I had spoken to in the past who had been to college, had gone on and gone on to a nursing or a PA, nurse practitioner type clinical school, thinking they wanted to do that, made the decision that they didn't want to do that anymore and they wanted to get into sales. So now they've gone through and they've spent a great deal of money on college and they decided, I want to go to medical sales college. They go to medical sales college and they come out and they get a job as an associate sales rep with an orthopedic device company that is going to provide them with great sales training and experience. But they just spent you know, an additional probably $15,000, $20,000 in addition to all the money they spent on college to go to medical sales college where they could have taken the route of instead of going on to grad school and going to medical sales college, they could have taken a job with a ADP, Paychex, Cintas, uh, Icon, um, what used to be Yellow Pages, Dex Media, some type of advertising sales. I mean, there's a number of ways that uh, are considered as good B2B training grounds. And instead of paying $20,000 to get that education, they now have made money, they've saved that $20,000, and they've spent, you know, typically it used to be you needed to spend about two years in outside business-to-business sales. I think that number has come down. It's probably 18 months now. I've seen somebody with as little as 10 months of outside business-to-business sales get into medical device sales. But I would say you probably need to, in order to set proper expectations, you need to set in your head that you need to spend you know, probably 18 months uh, in outside business-to-business sales. And that will you know, there are no guarantees in life in any form or fashion, but that is about as close to a guarantee as you can get as what you need to get into medical device sales. And I mean, you know, I, I've, I've recently seen posts from uh, hiring managers who say, I absolutely 100% want outside business to business sales experience. I've seen another uh, hiring manager who said, I 100% absolutely want that clinical sales training. I want somebody who has that clinical background, that clinical sales uh, or clinical uh, uh, knowledge that they can convey to the doctor and convey that confidence that they know what they're talking about. So it really depends on what, you know, the manager is that you're, you're interviewing with, but the expectations that you have, you know, I'm trying to set as what is the most predictable outcome that you can get. And from my experience and those recruiters around me that I've talked to, it's getting into B2B sales or getting in B2B sales 
going to medical sales college at that point, getting that additional clinical sales training and knowledge. I mean, the one thing I'll tell you is most orthopedic surgeons, and, and, and I'll share my own personal story. So when I went to work for Cynthia Spine, I did not start as an associate rep. I had already had uh, sales experience in outside business to business. I had already had medical device sales for a division of Johnson & Johnson selling a disposable catheter. However, I had no surgical sales experience, no spine experience whatsoever. So it took me probably six to nine months to get my very first case. I had to call on these doctors over and over and over again to build that rapport, to establish that trust and that confidence level. Because when you're in the OR, when you're in surgery and there's a patient open on the table and the pressure is on that doctor, he wants to know that that sales rep is there as a, uh, a consultant for him or her. They want to know that you are there and you are fully capable and you know your system and you know your anatomy backwards and forwards. I mean, there is no greater high that I have experienced in sales than being in those surgical cases and you have a doctor turn to you with the patient on the table say, Norbert, what do you think I should do next? Which instrument do you think I should choose? Which side screw, which size screws do you think I should use? And so that's a lot of pressure on that sales rep. And a medical sales college is going to help you um, uh, establish that confidence. And they're going to help you um, with your knowledge base so that the learning curve is cut down when you go take that job. And instead of taking six to nine case, uh, months to get that case, as in my uh, situation, you know, had I had a medical sales college uh, background, I might have established that confidence uh, in my doctor as a consultant in three months' time or two months' time. But what I don't want you to think is that you're gonna to go to this and you're going to come out of there with a medical sales college uh, degree and background and experience and you're going to land that $150,000, $200,000 a year job. There are steps that are needed to be taken in order to get to that level in your career. And so, you know, in summary, I would say medical sales college or no medical sales college, the first thing you need to ask yourself is do you know unequivocally beyond a shadow of a doubt if you want to get in sales to begin with? You think you do and it is the best route to figure that out to maybe go take an entry level business to business. And I'm not talking retail, I'm not talking mortgages or real estate where you're sitting in an office and working on the phone. Most, again, the greatest uh, predictable outcome is business to business, face to face, door knocking, getting rejection sales. That is what most sales managers are looking for. And so are you better off going and figuring out if you actually like sales first, if you like that pressure of a sales quota, if you like the, the high and the thrill of closing that sale and getting that commission check, or if the pressure is too much and you would prefer to be in, you know, you typically will work from home. You will typically uh, be on your own on a daily basis. I mean, obviously you're going into 
doctor's offices and clinics and hospitals and things like that. But you're, you're not working in an office environment in a cubicle with a bunch of other people around you that you have a lot of camaraderie. So you need to ask yourself, you know, is that what I'm looking for? And the best way to determine that, is it to go to medical sales college and spend, you know, 10, 15, $20,000 to figure out that I don't want sales? Or is it maybe to take that first sales job, get that business to business sales experience, and then evaluate, hey, is this the next logical step in my career to go to medical sales college, get that training, get that clinical uh, background, to establish that confidence in that OR setting so that I can land my next best uh, surgical sales position. Um, and so the options are there. You, you know, again, there is no right answer. It all depends upon your specific background, what you're looking for, and what your expectations are. The one thing that I will leave you with is the biggest uh, factor going into this is statistically speaking, most medical sales managers want sales experience first. And if you're prepared to go to medical sales college and invest in that background, know that you're going to probably land a job as an associate sales rep in the $35,000 to $50,000 a year range. And if you're okay with that, and if you think that's worth it for you to invest that kind of time and money into that, hey, God bless you. Go do it and know that you're probably gonna have to take your next step outside of that organization um, or move within that organization to a different territory to move up within that company. And it typically is going to take a couple years time in order for that to happen. So uh, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us, uh, support at careernextagency.com. Uh, we can coach you, we can uh, help you with these decisions. We have all types of tools and techniques um, that can help you uh, eliminate some of those decision-making factors, uh, some of those barriers to get in and teach you tips and tricks on how to circumvent those and take a more direct route to your ultimate sales career. So thanks and until our next podcast, I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Thanks so much for listening and I hope you were able to find some value in this episode. And I'm so excited to announce that I just launched my first book, Executive Job Search Secrets. You can get your copy for $19.99 going over to amazon.com right now. Or because of everything that's happening in the world right now, with COVID, all the uncertainty, the high unemployment rates, I've actually purchased a thousand copies of this book and I'm gonna send a copy to the first 1,000 people that wanna take advantage of this free offer. I'm on a mission to help people get positive results in their job search and I know that the information in this book will make a positive impact in your life. So with that, I've ordered a thousand copies, I've paid for them, I wanna send a free copy to everybody that wants to take advantage of this offer. All I ask of you is to cover the $8.95 for shipping and handling, and I will do the rest. I will get a copy right out to you in the mail as quickly as possible. All you have to do is go to executivejobsearchsecrets.com, enter your information, click the button, and I will send it right out to you. And I hope you have the best of luck with your search. Go out and crush it, and we'll see you on the next podcast.
Like what you just heard? Visit c-suiteradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.